You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Unfortunately, we lost somebody who is a major person inside of the wrestling community. Animal of the Road Warrior slash Legion of Doom passed away uh, this week. Uh, 60 years old. We'll get into talking about that. Clash of Champions is the newest next WWE pay-per-view. We're going to be making our pro wrestling scorecards picks regarding that. Z was supposed to be on WWE's Thunderdome. We're going to get the information on that and why he was not, we think. We don't know. Uh, This week, as we break the ring down. Professional wrestler and professional podcaster Colt Boom Boom Cabana. My name is Killer Cross. This is the Smoke Show, Scarlet Bordeaux. What's up, guys? Death Machine Brian Cage. This is Ryan from Pro Wrestling Tees. Sadly, you are not listening to the art of wrestling, but you made a decent choice because you're listening. You are now listening to. And you're listening. And you're listening to. You listen to Breaking Down the Ring. 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 Break it down. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the most inappropriate pro wrestling show in the motherfucking world. You're listening to Breaking Down the Ring. We are your ring crew. The champion snitches. The all amputated one, Koenig 19. Because I don't uh, have any arms, apparently. And the, the non-amputated anything, Z. <laughs> and me, the almighty one, Mikey himself. Um, obviously we're going to get into animal. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Talk about some uh, memories that we have, uh, from watching road warrior slash Legion of doom. However, you got into them. Uh, that's, but everyone knows them as the road warriors for many reasons. But first I want to kick off with Z hit us up like on Wednesday or Tuesday saying that he was going to be in WWE's Thunderdome for SmackDown. Uh, Z what's the story on that brother? All right, so it was either on Twitter or on Instagram, like they I happened to like pull up the app as they posted the, the link for the Thunderdome. So I'm like, I'll give it a try. Hit the link, filled everything out, and for the first time since they've opened the Thunderdome, it said, you know, you've been accepted. Uh expect your invitation via email. So I get an email that says, uh you know, basically, uh, at 7.45, click this link and you will join the call. So, day of, it's like 7.38. I'm like, I wonder if there's like a lobby or something. Like, if I click this link now, they'll let me in early. I click the link and it says, sorry, the Thunderdome is full. So, I keep refreshing. Because it does say, like, if you get kicked out, you have to, like, rejoin so 
Uh, mm-hmm. From 7.38 until the time the show actually started, so 8 o'clock, I refreshed, 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 and nothing. So I gave up. Fuck the Thunderdome. They're pieces of shit. <laughs> that's why. That's why when you when you sent the message, you were like, "Oh, has anybody seen Z yet?" Uh, no, you fucking did it because they're fucking pricks. Like I would have clicked the link the minute they <laughs> sent it to me if that's what I had to do to get in. You know what I mean? Right. Just to have it Yeah, it, it was bad because I was. Ang- I mean, I've I've heard other people's reviews and perspectives on it, and. A lot of it I heard is false, like the whole telling you who to cheer for and shit like that. So I kind of wanted to experience it for myself, not and and for the show, just to kind of get an idea of what it actually is about. And nope, still nothing. So, oh, that's fun. Yeah, I, pro- I probably would have gotten kicked off anyway because I was driving home from Indiana, but. You know, I would have tried. <laughs> I was wearing a high vis shirt. They just see Z me. with his phone like this. Well, no, like it's an old school F one fifty. So you know the the where you reset the trip. It's got the little like button that sticks out. So I just turn my phone sideways, yeah. put it up on the dash. Oh, yeah, properly exactly, and uh, put it up right in between there. It works just fine. It's like a brand new car with little just TV right there. <laughs> fair fair so do you think you're gonna try again oh uh, i did i tried again for clash champions and they said no so i'm over it uh i will not be trying again i mean maybe a couple, maybe like the next time they you know it says wwe posted one minute ago i might but you know i i'm over it at this point i've had so much disappointment between that and raw so you know <laughs> what what do you mean you've been disappointed oh, by raw no way. Absolute, there's absolute trash right now absolute every, trash. every other wrestling oh, show on tv is really good right now and raw is absolute trash it makes no sense at all especially because the same uh, two people know. that run smackdown run raw so why are they so far apart on fucking ideas <laughs> Well, because, man. That's it. That's all I got. Because. Edge is helping write one, and Daniel Bryan's helping write the other. That's the only difference between the two shows. So, Nick, how does your friend feel about Leo Mysterio? Say what? How's how's your friend doing with the whole Leo Mysterio thing? (laughs) Well, he, uh, you know... We, we we had to verify her age before we you know made it made any comments. So you know he's not a pedophile or anything. Promise. So it's not like he's Austin Theory. We still have that. No. She's nineteen. Yeah, that's so fine. It's not like he's Velveteen Dream. Are, are you next to me? Or are you like down here? Uh, in my view, I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Right here. Right. Yeah, like up to your to your right. left. I'm up to your right. Smitty's like next to me, and then Nick's over further, and then oh wait, no, because I'm I'm I wonder what it looks like uh, on the normal. I haven't even looked on what it looks like on Facebook. I should probably share the link, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> share the stream. People can watch us, and then tell me oh, what man. order okay. we're in so I can uh, point the correct way. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, 
I'm I'm going to do that. Yes, I am. All right, let's make sure this is muted. There we go. Okay, so how it looks is uh, you're in the top left. I'm on the top right. Smitty is right blowing you. And then uh, Nick's blowing me. Blow me, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's what it looks like. All right, so let's let's talk about <clears throat> a very sad day in uh wrestling on um <clears throat> the twenty second of September. Uh Joseph Florinitis, also known as uh Animal from the Road Warriors or Legion of Doom's Road Warrior Animal, uh passed away. Good thing is, I mean, I guess as good as you can get, it's natural causes. Um, again, 60 years old. Uh, he was at the Margaritaville Resort uh, in Missouri. You know, it's this dude has probably one of the greatest lineages, I, not uh, legacies in uh, professional wrestling. I mean, the Road Warriors. Um, had like 15 tag titles across the world uh, in different promotions. Um, They have a pop, you know, when the fans cheer for an entrance, you know, uh, named after him. It's called the Road Warrior Pop because the fans were so loud um, when the Road Warriors came out that it was just designated that there was a road warrior pop. If you ever got something that loud, you know, uh, a lot of people say the loudest that they have heard since like the original ward warrior pop road warrior pop is when the Hardys came back at WrestleMania. Um, so you know how loud that was as a, a recent memory. <clears throat> there you go. Uh, we're referring to that's where it came from. Is something about that loud, if not louder. Um, I just kind of want to talk about road warriors, uh, any, um, specific memories or anything, uh, that stand out to you as, as a pro wrestling fan, obviously very iconic, you know, the shoulder pads, um, the face paint, the Mohawk, the reverse Mohawk, uh, the, they even had a different, um, they had a, 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 dark side of the ring uh involving hawk of road warriors so you got to hear a lot about how they started um how they were bouncers and someone like they went to the gym and everything like that and someone's like oh that's a great idea you know excuse you so smitty i'll start with you because i know you're heading into work so i want you to go first before you disappear give us some uh memory or memories of the road war of road warriors to you so one of the first ones that came to mind was the feud between Animal and Hawk that led to LOD 2000. And was sort ended up managing them. And the second one was like the, uh, one of my earliest memories of the Road Warriors is at Hog Wild when they entered on those motorcycles, when everybody entered on the motorcycles. Mm-hmm. And like the Road Warriors are the ones that stood out more than anybody else on the more, like, entering the ring on the motorcycles during bike week. Um, All right. I'm also a fan, like they've won every tag team title that was available at the, at the, to them for the most part, except the ECW titles. That's the only tag titles they never won. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy to think of. Uh, they, 
Um, have won, yeah, they've won so many different titles. Uh, Z, what are you, uh, your thoughts and memories on the Rogue Warriors or anything specific to animals? Um, I remember, I mean, as far as the Road Warriors go, I goes back to AWA Saturday mornings watching, you know, uh, AWA, NWA. Um, they, they were the original, um, kind of tweener. Like they were supposed to be a bad guy, but they were so cool looking that everybody couldn't help from, but cheer them. Like they, they, like you already said about the road warrior pop, every time their music hit it, it was like Austin or the rock was coming out every time they were that over. It was awesome. Um, as far as matches go, I, I mean, I remember the scaffolding match between the Midnight Express and Hawk and Animal. Like I remember watching it live as a kid, like just bouncing on the edge of my seat because I had never seen it before. I mean, quite honestly, nowadays I think it's a really dumb concept, but but back then it was you know the shit. Um, I and yeah, I mean, and just to hear all these stories, you know, the past couple of days about what an awesome human being that animal was just in general, like outside of wrestling, like he was a great father and great friend and all that. So it made it, you know, extra sad of the passing, but I, you know, I, uh, they were the only tag team I ever truly like really liked. Like I liked the rockers, but that was cause I liked Shawn Michaels, you know, like mm-hmm. I liked LOD as a tag team. I didn't like them separately. Uh, I didn't like the um, LOD 2000 that Smitty was talking about. I mean, only because I, I'm I'm an old school mark. So, like, I like when wrestling is done a certain but way. I'm not saying I, I liked I LOD like, 2000. I, I like the story that led up to LOD 2000. Oh, oh well, you can see how I could misconstrue that, huh? Anyways, um... I greatest tag team hands down. Nobody will ever touch them. That's uh, and it sucks that at sixty years old, the day after celebrating his wedding anniversary, and a week and a half after he turned sixty, you know he's no longer here. That's that's kind of a you know one of those moments where you're like, oh, you you really can go at any time for any reason. So mm-hmm. it sucks. Um, Nick, your thoughts, memories. Road Warriors. I mean, that was <clears throat> growing up, that was the tag team that we emulated when we would wrestle the wrestling buddies. Like I had Big Boss Man Hulk Hogan wrestling buddies, and me and my buddy would be LOD and we would do the doomsday device off the off of my bed, you know. Um I, I and that's really, how he got his small hand. That's right. Um, (laughs) I remember specifically SummerSlam 92. And as a kid, I didn't know any better. Like, you know, obviously you didn't know that Animal was, or or Hawk was, uh, you know, fucked up in the ring because I didn't, I didn't really pay that much attention. But Jeff Hardy. Right. The whole thing. The whole feud with Money Inc. leading up to that, I I, I loved that. It was a great feud, and and the build up to that match, I was so excited that that was. I believe that was the opening match of SummerSlam '92, and 
them coming out on the motorcycles with, you know, Paul Ellering and, and, uh, that whole thing was just awesome. And, you know, it wasn't the heart foundation, which, you know, it's nothing to take away from those guys or, you know, any of those other tag teams like the rockers, but LOD, once that music hit and you heard that, and, and that, that pop, I mean, that gave me chills as a kid because it was just so overwhelming to see that type of power and their presence. Um, they they were the quintessential tag team of that that era and and for all time. Walt, thanks for joining, man. Uh, do you have any memories or anything like that about the Road Warriors or specifically Road Warrior Animal uh, that uh, you'd like to share in the wake of Animal's passing? Um, <clears throat> yeah, kind of a lot. No different than what Z was saying is uh you know the Royal Road Warriors or Legion of Doom. They they were. My like my favorite tag team as a kid, just because the music and the face paint and the shoulder and the spiked shoulder pads. Like, you know, before before I ever saw them in the ring do anything, it was just like, oh, these guys are badass. Yeah, you know, had had that immediate like, oh yes, those guys. I don't know who you are, where you came from, but yeah, you guys are are a way better version of Demolition. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, but yeah, <laughs> he's not lying. <laughs> um, but I think the, the, the one, the, the one thing about the road warriors that stands out the, the most to me was, uh, when they, when they, when they tried, when they tried to do the little, the whole gimmick with, uh, draws and added him as a third guy. And they, they use Hawks real life problems. Like, that stands out to me not in the most positive, not for the most positive reasons, because like even now, like going back watching, I'm like, that's tough to watch. That's the, what and you're like, talking about when he <laughs> fell off the top of the, the yeah Titan Tron. Yeah, and then and then and then it wasn't too many too many years after that where uh, where, where Hawk unfortunately passed away. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and now you know not now you know unfortunately you know I mean, an animal. Leaving at a very young age, too. You know, I mean, only sixty. Yeah, and and he was he he was still sort of active, right? Yeah, he was. You yeah, go was, around, uh, you see him at different conventions and stuff. He was also performing at the indies, some indies. Okay, yeah, yeah, and they were, and he was going to be in the battle royal at uh, Bound for Glory this year. Is what it sounded like. Yeah, man, that's. I mean, that's that's unfortunate, very sad, but. Um, but yeah, hands down, like one of the greatest tag teams of, of all time there. And, and unfortunately, we have either one of them are, are with us now, which is just crazy to think about. You know, it's um really crazy to, uh, like you said, think about, like all of you said, like this is a team that was just so iconic uh, for us growing up in wrestling. It's It's one of the original gimmicks that brought you in from the look before you saw the work and the look matched the work because they looked hardcore. They looked badass. They looked mad max as fuck. And when they went in that ring, they were beating the shit out of people. They had a reputation as one of the stiffest uh, tag teams to work with. 
They have a myriad of accomplishments. Like Smitty said, the only tag team uh, championship that they didn't win was the ECW tag team championship during that time. You know, they're in a national wrestling alliance, uh, national wrestling alliances, the NWA's hall of fame as of class of 2002, they went into the WWE hall of fame in 2011. They won so many different awards. It's ridiculous. Um, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, uh, these guys uh, were the tag team of the year in 1983, 1984, 1985, and then 1988. They had the feud of the year in 1987 when they teamed with Dusty Rhodes and Nikita Koloff against the Four Horsemen. Uh, And Pro Wrestling Illustrated ranked them the number one of the 100 best tag teams during the PWI years in 2003. Uh, They just transcended the business and anytime you saw them even still when you saw animal uh it was just the the look right there was always the look and you saw them in person always rocking the shoulder pads always rocking the face paint you know at conventions and everything like that and you just gotta think about what that may have done what they may have done so much to shape kind of the business now. Cause like I said, they were the, when you saw them, it was the gimmick before the match. Right. And that's kind of what WWE is now trying, has been trying to do for years, make a gimmick before the match, try to get you involved with these people. But the problem is, is, is wrestling is kind of different now. So it's not really working as well. Right. But for so long, it was because of that, you know uh, there was the cartoon characters Road Warriors were a cartoon fucking character look, right? And then eventually wrestling got kind of away from that, but they were still relevant even in the times where wrestling was getting away from the cartoon look because their cartoon, their gimmick matched what they were doing inside. Um, Yeah, I can't say anything bad about Animal because you're right, Z. All the stories coming out about him are just how, how good of a guy he was as well, just how much he gave back to the business. Uh, and it, it's just, it's something you can't match. You know, you just, you got to think about it. These guys were exemplary in everything from their look to their match style, to how they handled themselves outside of the ring, to how they gave back to the business. You know, that's what you want in anybody that you look up to anybody that you idolize, you want to know that they were of the upper echelon in everything they did, everything they do. And road warrior animal animal himself is one of those guys. And that's awesome. I wish we had a bell. I don't have a bell. Normally do we do the 10 bell salute, but we don't have a bell. So road warrior, got one. a bell. Oh yeah. You're at work. Is it no? Right. Don't do it. There's like an event going on. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm in the kitchen right now. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Don't do it. You're at work. You're working. You were already an hour late. You don't need to piss people off any further. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to ring the bell. I really want to ring the bell. Good job, man. Good job. Um, so Z, you made kind of a mention of it earlier. We're going to talk about this before we go into our Clash of Champions. Uh, picks on the Pro Wrestling Scorecards. Everybody, make sure you go to ProWrestlingScorecards.com. Fill out your own class of champions. Uh, prediction scorecard. Um, Z, you made mention of it. Raw is fucking horrible. 
Oh, just yeah. go into it. Just go into it, Z. Um, all right. Somebody so go, go mute. The, <clears throat> During COVID, I kind of checked out of wrestling. Like, just stop watching as a whole. Like, I'd go back and I, I would review, but it'd be more like bullet points. Like, I would, it'd be on my DVR. And if I didn't like something, I would just DVR through it or, you know, whatever. Um, I've been watching wrestling again lately, like live as it happens. And of the four shows on TV right now, Raw is by far the worst. Um, and I mean, it shows in their ratings, but nothing makes sense. They book week to week. The only storyline really with any longevity is the Rey Mysterio, Seth Rollins, and whatever the fuck is going on in that. Um, but it Who's your daddy to- and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least that has longevity. Um, and also, Drew and Randy Orton, they're kind of drawing that one out. But everything else, like the retribution angle, started out with a lot of potential and it was slow bit and it looked like they were going to do a very very slow build for this like for the longest time you didn't know they would show up and then they'd leave and you wouldn't hear from them until you know raw or smackdown like and then they hit the gas on this thing and they've recently you know went from like them not talking to talking and now that they're talking now we've now we've seen their faces but we see the faces of Dominic Dijakovic, Dio Madden, Shane, where you can't really see Shane Thor's face, Mia Yim, and Mercedes Martinez. We knew that Mia Yim was in the group the minute we saw a Ninja Turtle under a ski mask. We were like, that's Mia Yim. So, um, Mia Nardo, baby. But the, now it, it, it's weird because it's like they're treating NXT fans like idiots because like you think I'm dumb like I don't know like I watch your product every single fucking week right like I'm a WWE fan so I watch your project in one way shape or form then they went out and changed their names without without even like mentioning like you know even if you were like hey this is T-Bar formerly known as Dominic Dijakovic that's cool then you're at least acknowledging that it's Dominic Dijakovic or you're acknowledging that it's Dio Madden. Like Jerry Lawler was on commentary with Dio Madden, but didn't make any reference to be like, it just doesn't make sense. I, um, so I think in order to save this, it has to have a leader and it has to be, it's gotta be something that makes sense. It's gotta be something that holds the whole storyline together Otherwise, it's just going to be another failed faction, and you and you ruin another set of NXT crop coming up to the main roster, and it's just becoming old at this point. And I and fans are sick of it. That's why their ratings are so low. And the one thing that I don't understand is Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon are the two people that run both shows, right? So how is one so bad and the other one is actually really fucking good right now? Like SmackDown. Roman Reigns. Ev- but every storyline on SmackDown has longevity to it. 
It may you may not like who's in the feud, but at least the stories they're telling over on SmackDown make sense. Like sure. even even with like uh I mean, I don't know. I, I think Raw Raw needs help and like the Raw Underground thing. You had the big fucking monster dude that was undefeated lose to Braun Strowman in what looked like two babies going at it for a while because they were just swinging arms like windmills and none of them were hitting it at first. It wasn't until they grabbed onto each other that it actually looked like a good match. And it, was, it <laughs> didn't even look that good in the first place. Like It was absolutely terrible. You ruined the only intriguing thing to come out of Raw Underground. Like, they just keep shooting themselves in the foot on Raw, and I don't understand why. The Dabakato thing. <clears throat> the Dabakato thing. Braun Strowman on Raw Underground. Yeah, that shit was terrible. It reminded me of that Simpsons episode when Bart and Lisa tried to fight each other, and they would just, Bart just start swinging his arms, and then Lisa started kicking her feet. <laughs> That's kind of what came to mind when I was watching it. <laughs> yeah, especially when, like, Broman, Braun Strowman did, uh, like, what looked like he was a, uh, trying to be a windmill for a minute. I mean, he was literally, you know, throwing his arms like that, which is, it, it just, it didn't make sense. Especially for someone who's got a moniker that says, get these hands. Like, not get these windmills, get these hands. Like, you're supposed to be able to throw hands, and it was apparent that he has never, ever squared up with anybody in his life. <laughs> <laughs> he was the fat kid growing up. That's what he said. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on Raw? Or Man, on the product uh, as a whole that we're about to talk about tonight for tonight? I, I have to agree with Z completely. And Raw is booking their show a week at a time. And some of the storylines have been kind of drug out a little bit. But at the same time, there's nothing there that makes me interested in them whatsoever. Maybe the Seth Rollins one a little bit, but it's not like I'm sitting here like, okay, what's going to happen with Seth and Ray this week? It's just, if they end up on the show, I'm like, okay, cool. Or whatever. Um, the retribution thing I thought started off kind of strong back when they first were introducing that group. Um, but there's so many holes in it now, you know, it just, it makes no sense and I, I completely agree with Z and he said there has to be a leader there does have to be a leader and it, it got brought up there were a couple ideas that I heard over the week like Samoa Joe Samoa Joe might make sense as a leader for retribution because they try to put him on commentary you're not giving me any work this that and the other whatever um, you know maybe Kevin Owens or but there has to be a prominent leader not like all of a sudden Joe Blow comes out and he's a leader of retribution because at the same time, then all of a sudden who gives a shit about T Boz left eye and chili? You know what I mean? So <laughs> slap dick. Yeah. And and SmackDown, yeah, SmackDown has gotten better. It seems like every week the show is a little bit better. I find myself actually watching SmackDown as opposed to watching, you know, the cliff notes on Raw. Um, I did watch Raw this week, but three hours of my life i'll never get back um, yeah, and and not only but then again then this week they gave retribution contracts like you've been calling them vandals and you know all this shit and they've been you know setting shit on fire and you gave them contracts like it 
it just doesn't make sense. Like in the real life, in real life, you don't go, oh, hey, you've been destroying my shit. You want to work here? Like it doesn't work like that. And they're like, oh, well, yeah, okay, cool. Let's sign that. All right, now fuck you. Nah, I, you go to jail. Yeah. And then, like, and then they're on. They're the biggest fuck up was Dijakovic didn't change something about his Twitter handle and started twittering as you know T Bar or whatever. But it would literally say T Bar Dominic Dijakovic WWE or whatever. Um, but he would like comment on like ratings and stuff, and it's like, wait a minute, if you're supposed to be like this militia group, you shouldn't give a fuck about ratings. Like ratings don't matter. You like nothing matters to you except this, you know, you coming here to wreck the WWE. Now it sounds like you want to be a part of this company that you wreck. It just uh, there's there's just no concrete ideas. There, it's literally like they're throwing shit at the wall and nothing is sticking. So they. But it really sucks. It, it sucks that they've taken guys like Dijakovic, especially Dijakovic and Yim, who had pretty prominent roles on NXT, not necessarily at the moment. They didn't have, you know, a big storyline going, but they were some of their top talent. Like both of those wrestlers have a, a tremendous amount of talent in the ring. And now you're in some bullshit group with these weird fucking names and just, you know, the eighth thing that doesn't make sense of it all. It's um, so T-Bar okay um tweeted out about the contract situation he goes wwe offered us contracts because it was financially cheaper than all of the security guards we kept injuring we signed the contracts to pay for our hired guns to do our dirty work our goal is still to destroy our current our current employer wwe and then he goes yes wwe is paying us to destroy their company because we were successfully destroying it regardless they think if we are under contract they can contain slash manage our chaos but they will be unsuccessful stop overthinking literally everything hashtag retribution uh that's not overthinking that's that's it's something that does not make sense at all it's not an overthought it's just it just doesn't make sense and you're trying to get it's us logic. to fucking yeah, you know, uh, you're trying to get us to be involved in that. It's fucking stupid. Well, what are your thoughts on uh, the raw situation retro- and retribution? Why are you guys trying to put, put logic into wrestling? That's your problem. <laughs> 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 like, like seriously, the most over character ever was the Undertaker. He was a dead guy. Like, okay, <laughs> like come on, don't don't be logical when it comes to wrestling. They, they, don't, they don't book logically, so don't think logically. And then you'll enjoy it more. Turn your brain off. I'm telling you guys. I try. I, I try to turn my you. brain off. Um, but, but, yeah. Raw, it's more so raw. just raw. Well, just raw, raw. Can I talk, Smitty, or no? No. <laughs> <laughs> but Raw, yeah. Raw is very, it's, it's, it's difficult to sit and watch. Um, the entire way through without fast forwarding, um, and and I, and for, for me, I think it's because they don't have. There's not too many people on the raw roster that I actually care to watch. Like, I mean, I, I like Seth Rollins, but I'm like, man, I've never, I've never disliked Rey Mysterio, but he's never. It's just never done it for me. I'm ne- I've never tuned in a show like, oh, Rey Mysterio. I've never done that. Um, I like Drew McIntyre. I like Randy Orton. 
Um, I like I like the Raw Underground bit just because they it, they're featuring Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler has something to do, so I don't mind that. Uh, I, I enjoy I, I I do enjoy the the hurt business, but they're like they're they're run out of people to beat up and they're run out of black guys to add to add to their uh to their thing and beat up as well. So I don't know how much further that's gonna go. But I mean, outside of that, like yeah, like I agree with I actually agree with you guys. Like we're all like a few a few spots here or there. I'm like okay, but yeah, it's a lot of fast forwarding for me. It's just it's. I, I think the whole thing behind it is a lot of people are really starting to get pissed off at how like you can invest yourself into a character on NXT, which is a WWE brand. And then the minute they touch anything outside of NXT, for the most part, you're just like, what the fuck is going on here? Now, granted, I used to be in the uh, de- playing devil's advocate left and right. Like, look how they're doing Kev- using Kevin Owens. Look how they're using Sami Zayn. Finn Balor was the first universal championship. Like, they, they didn't fuck everyone. Some people just don't get over, right? Ascension, great tag team in NXT for that crowd. The minute you take it to the main stage, it really, it, it just kind of just fell flat, right? AOP, I thought AOP was going to be huge on Raw, but injuries fucked them, right? So it's not like they destroyed AOP. AOP just got the oh, run end bad. of the stick. Same, same thing with fucking uh, Finn Balor. Finn Balor was skyrocketed right when he came in, beating even beating Roman Reigns, and he became the first Universal Champion. The problem is shoulder separation, right? And then they let him flounder and everything like that. But to bring these five people up who – our names like Dio Madden was one of your commentators, man, that had a huge angle with Brock Lesnar, like and not small angles coming at Brock Lesnar, put that motherfucker through a table, right? Huge fucking thing disappeared off of commentary and stuff. People know who the fuck he is. Dominic Dijakovic. You think Keith Lee is big. Keith Lee and Dijakovic had fucking matches in NXT. They're known. Same thing with Mia Yim. She went around. Candice LeRae, she was next to Keith Lee, featured in these high caliber matches. These are people that when you brought up, we knew who they were. And you just shit on them. And you can't argue that it just looks more like the minute someone from NXT comes to Raw or SmackDown is the minute they're no longer what you like. It's it's going to take some sort of getting used to, but you can't really get used to stuff like that. And it's kind of like you're shooting yourself in the foot. You're you're shooting yourself in the leg, you know, fucking Cheddar Bob style. Which yeah. is why Triple H should be the leader of Retribution, because, and then they could tie it all together with, oh yeah, you know. I changed his name to T-Bar to show Vince how stupid it was to change people's names when they come. You know, like, they could play into that and then it'd be like a Survivor Series match for power of Raw and whatever, however they go with it. So, but, so, so, mean, what, so what you're saying is uh, everybody should give them a chance to, and, not, and not crap on it right away and give them a chance to see where it goes? Hmm, that's here's a the, novel I, idea. Right, no, you're absolutely right, but at the same time, it's been going on for two months, and just the pacing of the storyline is what doesn't make sense. But I am trying to give it a chance, but if it like comes out that if CM Punk can't be the leader, 
I mean, yeah, it'd be a good pop, but he would overshadow everybody in the fucking group. So that really wouldn't help the group. I mean, so it might be something that WWE Triple H wouldn't do. Um, but if it's Triple H, you could then make it all make sense. And then going forward, you're like, it would kind of be like aces and eights where you're like, okay, that fucking made sense. But at the time that it was going on, it didn't make sense. So as long as they bring it full circle, it'll be okay. I just don't see it happening because they, they're starting to run out of options by the way they're booking it. Well, the other real problem is, and I, and I know what you're saying, don't put logic into wrestling, but if you're then thinking about Triple H coming in, these guys have already had WWE contracts. It's not like they were fired or anything like that. They were in NXT. You know what I'm saying? So if you're doing this, if you're if you're going, oh, we get we give it in WWE contracts. It's not about not logic. It's just literally, duh, they are already in there. So when you, it, it it's you throw something that's so unbelievably bad into the middle of something that you're already kind of wishy-washy on, it automatically takes you into the negative of it, right? Like, and if Triple H comes out, well, I did this too, and I changed their names to show how stupid it is. Okay, but what about this contract thing? What about this? What about that? Like, it, there has to at least be, when you get to that end game, while it, while it doesn't make sense as it's going on, then you can le- at least look back and go, all right, fluidly, I see how this flowed. Right. I, I, I see how this worked in. There were some kinks or anything like this, but at least overall, it when it got to its end, it was something that made sense. Like the Rock and Hulk Hogan match, WrestleMania 18, right? Those guys were wrestling, and in the middle of it, or somewhere in the beginning, that's when Rock said, We gotta flip. I gotta wrestle like a heel, and you're gonna have to wrestle like the good guy because nobody's buying anything else. And it and the way they worked that match, it made sense. You know, the fucking CM Punk leaving WWE uh, storyline, you know, it seems stupid as fuck at, cer- at certain times uh, with the whole things that CM Punk was trying to say to stay or, or come back and stuff like that. But eventually when you got to the end of it, it was all something that would put together in the overall storyline. You went like, all right, cool. I can, I can see how that works. You know, there's just the way that they're booking this over a two month time period, like Z said, is the problem. This isn't like, Oh, they named them. And now it's uh, all of a sudden stupid. No, this whole thing has been dumb uh, since like the third week because they were going for every show. Now they're only on raw. Now they're getting names. Now they're getting con- like everything just seems to be taking this down, down and down. And when you're putting something over a timeline of two months, you eventually got to make something work for it to be relevant. I just can't see them doing that right now with this. Yeah, that's terrible. That's it. <laughs> and that, and that's the only thing with it. Like I, I'm not sure. I have always tried to be the beacon of the devil's advocate, the beacon of light, and whatever it was. But this is just a storyline that just is progressively getting worse. <clears throat> Eventually, you kind of got to let it go. Well, like I and said, it's, thing with it. It, it, it's got to either be a big reveal or you just – and it with the name like Retribution, you just assume like, oh, these are people that didn't get chances. Everybody, all five of the members except for maybe Shane Thor were in main events. 
Like, Mar- mm-hmm. uh, Mercedes Martinez was in a main event on NXT three weeks ago. That's why, like, her being in the group and not having a name doesn't make sense. Yeah, she and- hasn't even had a whole lot of time to have something happen to her where she's like, you know what? Fuck this and fuck this company. And they just brought her in and started promoting her as this badass in NXT over the last month. Yep. Right. So, like, it, well, and it. It not it it kind of insults the intelligence of your NXT fans because then yeah. it's like oh clearly you don't think anybody watches this show because you don't think we should know who any of these people are when the first time you heard Dijakovic's voice under the fucking ski mask you were like all right that's one uh, <laughs> so I don't know I would have I would have just if it were me. I would have had them destroying shit a little bit longer, maybe like on a bi-weekly scale at first, not have them talk for maybe two months, especially if you're billed as Survivor Series. You still have seven more weeks of Survivor Series, and the way they're crash-coursing this fucking storyline, they're not going to have anything in seven weeks for Retribution to do. And then even like you said, insulting the NXT fans' intelligence, what about just making it seem like you can't get involved in anything NXT because it's about to go to shit anyway? Why Why do I give a shit about anything happening in NXT if the minute it touches a Raw or SmackDown, it is not what it was? It is It is nothing. It is something because completely different. It's a, I can't fall for, I can't deal with that. That's but because that, it's a that, different audience. That's why. Yeah. Raw, the, the basic Raw audience is not, this, is, not this, is, is a combination of, of a wrestling audience. The NXT audience is an NXT audience. You have two, that's, it's a different audience. That's why. You, you can't do the same thing on Raw with guys that, that you can do in NXT. Like you said before, like other acts have gotten over in NXT and were hugely popular, but when you hit the mainstream wrestling crowd, because that's what Raw and SmackDown is, those guys, you, you it's it's not it's not the same it's not the same audience. It's not it, it becomes less about how good you are in the ring and the ring work and all that other stuff. It becomes more about the entertainment value. I agree with that. However, there should be a proper, uh, for lack of a better term, evolution, right? It, it should, it, it should, your character should be growing. If you have to be different for WWE, for the Raw or SmackDown stage, because it's a different type of audience, it's a mix. That means there's still some people involved in that that are watching that that you're automatically killing right, but Mikey, off, right? So you're already but, but losing. Mikey, but evolution is a mystery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, fuck. But NXT, I mean, a does a really good job because their their roster is always changing. So they've done a really good job at filling holes like on the fly. For you know, like five people, five of your main event really players just got called holes. up, and now you got to build new stars. But they do it the right way. And not only that, but it also, with them losing superstars, you know, as many superstars as they lose a year and have to refill holes, it keeps it fresh. So you never, you never really get that boring period with NXT because it's always a match you haven't seen because they're always cycling new people in. So keeping yeah. it, keeping Except it fresh Bo like Dallas. that. Bo Dallas is coming. Uh, I don't think it's Bo Dallas, but Maybe. Either way, that'd be cool. <laughs> All you have to do is bowl leave. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but yeah, look, we get shit all over Retribution left and right, and it's 
you're right. There might be something at the end of this that ties it all together. But currently, as it stands, you're looking at it as a fan. If you were engaged and involved with these guys and women at all in NXT, you're not anymore because you just took it away from what you were building. Uh, the best things in wrestling have an emotional connection, period. Right? We just talked about Animal and Road Warriors and how, as kids, we were like, whoa, they're badass, right? And they continue to be badass. And it's something that stuck with you and you had some sort of thing involved with it. WrestleMania 30. Whoever your favorite, whoever your favorite, uh, you didn't want to jump on that wall? I was way, I mean, really no, expecting I mean, I mean yeah, I, it, WrestleMania was, was emotional because, uh, because seeing see Undertaker Street come to an end, that was, that was nuts. Again, some of the biggest things in wrestling are emotionally based, emotionally driven. So when you're automatically taking someone who you have built up and had some sort of emotion for, whether it be positive or negative, and you just absolutely kill it, you kind of cut the head off of that character and are expecting them to grow a new head and still emotionally resonate with the fans. And it's just not something that, is very a, a, a smart business long-term decision. So again, that being said, it's difficult to pay attention to uh, that side of WWE right now. One third of WWE just seems to be uh, rubbing you raw. <laughs> oh, they're fucking you with a tennis pole. That's what they're doing. What? They're fucking you with a tennis pole. I just think it's fucked up that Raw's the one that's suffering because that's Vince's baby. So you'd think that if that it would be like SmackDown or something that would be bad. Well, but SmackDown's on network TV. SmackDown's on network TV. Raw isn't. No, solid. Yeah. SmackDown is the one that they're trying to, yeah, as as they're bringing everyone in for. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's time for us to go into our pro wrestling scorecards picks. Um, Smitty himself is uh, the champion because, man, we fucked up. That's why, really. It's just what it is. Uh, no, it's because you actually gave him the fucking belt. <laughs> and what am I uh, doing with the belt? Have given I'm, I'm the greatest promoter. No, what? I'm the greatest promoter with that belt on this damn show. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll I'll agree that you do fucking make our belt more mainstream, but still, fuck you. You shouldn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate her. <laughs> um. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go to prowrestlingscorecards.com or digital.prowrestlingscorecards.com. Uh, if you get the digital one, man, you go in. Currently, there's 123 people that have filled out a Clash of Champions scorecard. We're going to be uh, filling ours out, some of us live right now on air. But we are taking on the Pro Wrestling Scorecards people, us five versus their five. Um, currently, they are in the lead. That's what they're doing. They're winning. It's stupid. Um, by like, what, 11 points or something? Uh, I'm going to tell you specifically right now what they're doing, how they're winning. They are up 
36 to 25. Yes, 11 points. Nick is our leader with 12. I'm in second with eight. Smitty's in third with four. Z is in fourth with one. And Walt is bringing up a big old goose egg. However, let's not remind let's remind everyone that Walt said he planned to do shitty for the all out stuff. So that's fine. Yeah, I knew this was coming. All right. Uh, they are leading 36 to 25, like I said. Oscar. So in, other words, we're, in other words, we're, we're giving them a handicap with Walt. Your handicap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm handicapable. Well, I'm the champ, bitch. <laughs> Did you just say you're handicapable? <laughs> yes, it is. He, he, well, he just what, 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 a, what a great what? audience. What a, what a great audience. <laughs> Uh, Oscar is in lead with them uh, with 15 points. Uh, Jesse has 10, surprisingly. Uh, Daniel with six. Michael with three. And Mario Mario rounding it out on the bottom with them for two. Um, So, yeah, we're going to make our predictions. After tonight, Breaking Down the Ring is not going to be releasing the lead in the Pro Wrestling and BDR versus PWS 4. We will be kicking all of the ass. So let's start this off. Um, Smitty, you're obviously last because you suck. Or, I mean, you're the champion, so you go last. Everyone else will be picking around you. So I am going to start this off. Up next then will be Z, then Nick, then Walt, and then it'll rotate with each pick, obviously rounding out with Smitty finishing it off. So – First match is the Intercontinental Championship match. Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn. Uh, the winner, I have Jeff Hardy. I have Sami Zayn as the first person to climb the ladder. Uh, Jeff Hardy is going to be the first to hit the ladder. AJ Styles is going to be the first to touch the belt. Uh, last to touch the belt and lose is going to be Sami Zayn. And the amount of aerial moves, I'm going to put at 11. Uh, Z. All right. I have Jeff Hardy winning the match. Sammy being the first to climb. Jeff Hardy being the first one hit with the ladder. Sammy Zayn being the first one to touch the belt. AJ Styles to be the last to touch the belt and lose with seven aerial moves. All right. Nick. I actually have our good old buddy, old pal, Sammy Zayn winning the match. Uh, AJ is going to be the first to climb it. Sammy is going to be the first hit. First to touch the belt will be AJ. Last to touch the belt and lose is Jeff with six aerial moves. All right. Uh, Walt. Starts with the W. Ends with an alt. <laughs> hey, sorry. <laughs> I was. We're involved in an intense game of uh, backyard football here. Oh, fair. Yeah. Um, so for the Intercontinental Championship, I have Jeff Hardy winning. First to climb the ladder is Sami Zayn. First to get hit with the ladder is Jeff Hardy. First to touch the belt, Sami Zayn. Last to touch the belt and lose is AJ Styles, and I have six aerial moves. All right. And Smitty, you think a ladder match is only going to have six aerial moves? Yeah. So okay, so that's my question. Oh, like, me, I mean, well, well, no, my my, my question because it's like, is it, what's considered an aerial move? Like, if somebody just gets knocked off a ladder, or like, is it only top no, no, rope? No. Or like, I mean, okay, cause, cause so I, 
Then, Anything uh, from above the the first rope, I believe. Hold on, let me pull up the official rules. That's right, you haven't been. Uh, you're kind of new to the scorecards, so. <laughs> It, an aerial move is like anything uh, off of the ladder. Like it doesn't have to connect. Like if someone jumps for an elbow and misses, and okay, lands, so, it's considered so, an aerial so it doesn't have to connect. It, they just right. can go for it. And okay, see, all right, that's what I was confused on. That's why it's at six because, like, I, you know. So I'll change yes. it. I'll, I'm changing it. The official note is any offensive move attempted from elevated location and landing in a lower location will be counted. It does not need to connect. Okay. Well, I'm, I switched to 10. 10? All right. Yeah. All right, Smitty, what you got? Oh, I got okay. Jeff Hardy winning. Sammy's going to be the first to climb the ladder. Also going to be the first to hit the ladder. Uh, AJ Styles will be the first to touch the belt. Last to touch the belt and lose will be AJ Styles. I've had nine aerial moves. Nine? All right. Uh, up next is the United States Championship match. Bobby Lashley with the Hurt Business versus Apollo Crews with Ricochet. It's a really uneven amount of people. Uh, winner, fall type, number of near falls, plus or minus one. And will the match be over 10 minutes? Yes or no? Z, you're kicking this off. Uh, I got Bobby Lashley winning by submission with uh, uh, three near falls, and the match will not be over 10 minutes. All right. Nick? I have neither winning with a no contest, four near falls, and yes to over 10 minutes. All right. Well, Well, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> Sorry, I, I got, I, I, got drafted again. That's fine. It's fine. Yeah. All right. So I got Lashley winning with a pin, four near falls. Match will not go over ten minutes. All right. Uh, I have Bobby Lashley by pinfall as well. One near fall, and no, the match will not go over ten minutes. Smitty. I'm, I had to unmute myself. I have Bobby Lashley by submission, four near falls, no to over 10 minutes. You think he's going to submit Apollo Crews, you and Z? Yeah. Oh, he's had been he been that damn Paul Nelson lately. It's been just been that yeah, Paul Nelson. Yeah, 100%. He's called it the hurt line. I know that's how he won. I just don't. I just don't. I, I get that. I just don't think that. I, I personally, I didn't think they were going to have him do the submission twice in a row. Just establish dominance. But you guys could be right. Very. I mean, hey, I'm not going to argue for three extra points for us. Um. All right. Up next is the Raw Tag Team Championship match. Street Profits defending against Andrade and Garza. If this seems familiar, it is. Uh, who do you have for the winner? What is the fall type? Who makes the fall? Who takes the fall? Aerial moves, plus or minus one. We're going to start with Nick, then go to Walt, then myself, then Z, then uh, Smitty. Well, um, I've got Andrade and Garza by pinfall. Andrade is going to make the fall. Dawkins will take the fall with four aerial moves. All right. Walt. 
right, so I have um, you guys moving quick today. That's why it threw me off. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's all right. So I got I got Andrade and Garza winning by pen with Garza making the fall, Dawkins taking the fall. I got six aerial moves. All right. Um, I have Andrade and Garza also uh, w- winning by pinfall. Andrade's making the fall, Montez Ford taking the fall, and six aerial moves for this one. Uh, Z. All right. So I got a question. Okay. Has ever has everyone picked Andrade and Garza to win? Here. Probably. So far. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna pick the Street Profits just in case. Uh because I also, but then if they don't, we lose all them points. You get what I'm saying? All right, but if we if we they do, then we're still losing three points, and you could be all in right, zero. Well, I, I have exactly what Nick has. I have Andrade and Garza by pin with Garza pinning Dawkins with four aerial moves. So, yeah. You guys are really light. I'll be honest, man. I think you guys are light with these aerial moves. It's Andrade and Garza and No, my, my problem – yeah, no, I get it, but my problem is I always overdo it. So I was like, yeah, that's right, been my problem too. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I've I've noticed that in AEW I underdo it, and in WWE I overdo it. So I kind of just keep it somewhere in the middle. And I there's been a lot of times where I've hit the aerial moves for the two, you know, two checks. So I'm gonna stay nice. in my lane. It's a good lane. It's a good lane, bro. All right, Smitty. Yeah, I got uh, Garza and Andrade winning by pinfall. Andrade pins Angelo Dawkins. I have four aerial, four aerial moves. <laughs> See. <laughs> Actually, no, I got five. Let me check it. Look at this right now. I'm coming up from the basement. I got five. You got five? All right. Yeah. Uh, up next is the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. Cesaro and Nakamura taking on Lucha House Party. Uh, we need a winner. Fall type. Who makes the fall? Who takes the fall? And which Lucha House Party member is not in the match? Uh, Walt, you're kicking this one off. All right. It's, it's on me. All right. So I got uh, Cesaro and Nakamura winning by pin. Um, I just think outside the box. Shinsuke makes the fall. Um, and I have Grand Metalik taking the fall. And uh, El, El Dorado um, is not in the match. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's his name, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. It is now. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, I have Cesaro and Nakamura also taking this match uh, by pinfall. Cesaro taking uh, making the fall. Lindsay Dorado taking the fall, but Grand Mentalik is not in the match. All Z. right, so now just repeat that: Cesaro and Nakamura by pinfall with Cesaro making the fall. Uh, El Dorado taking the fall and Metal League uh, being out of the match. All right. Nick. Pretty similar. Cesaro Nakamura by pinfall. <laughs> Nakamura making the fall. Dorado taking the fall. And Metallic is not. <laughs> <laughs> Smitty. I got uh, Cesaro Nakamura winning by pin. Nakamura makes the fall. Kalisto takes the fall. Dorado sits out. Ooh. Okay. He flipped it on his head, man. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, up man, next is the... 
there's gonna be like two aerial moves in the freaking uh, ladder match, and Garza and and Andrade are gonna lose, and Blue House Party is gonna win. It's gonna. <laughs> It's gonna be the opposite of everything. (laughs) It's gonna be the opposite of everything. (laughs) I can see that. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship match is next. Uh, Bailey defending against Nikki Cross. Uh, Need the winner. The fall type match time plus or minus one. Finishers plus or minus one. And will there be a Sasha Banks appearance? Yes or no? Uh, I'm kicking this one off. Uh, I have Bailey winning. I have Bailey winning by pinfall. I have the match time going at 13 minutes. I have the amount of finishers at two. And yes, Sasha Banks will make an appearance. Z. Uh, I have Bailey winning by submission with a 15 minute match time, two finishers, and no, Sasha will not make an appearance. All right. Uh, Nick. Bailey by pinfall, 12 minutes, two finishers, and yes to Miss Banks. Waltz, sir. Right as he's walking away, we call his name. Wait, this is me? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. Sorry. I got Bailey winning by pen. Match time, 11 minutes. Uh, I got and four finishers, and Tasha Banks will make an appearance in some form. All right. Smitty. Uh, Bailey winning by pinfall. 12-minute match time, two finishers, no full Banks appearance. All right. Um, you know, we were talking about it earlier. Uh, I kind of want to uh, sit <clears throat> for a second on this match because we were talking about earlier how – they have done really well with the storylines on SmackDown and how they're uh, utilizing longevity and long-term storytelling. Um, Do we feel, does anybody feel like maybe they pulled the trigger a little bit too early with the turn or is it like perfect timing? Cause it's something that we've wanted and expected for such a long time. Well, I'll start with you. Um, I, I, I think it's, I think it's perfect timing. Uh, for it, I, I think it, I expected it to happen at SummerSlam, honestly. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I, I think and I, I think it's good. And, and also, you have the injury angle with Sasha Banks, so you, we know we're not going to get that match right away, right? You know, so so they can still sit on it and still and still continue to build it. So I, I think I think it's I think they're they're doing exactly what they're telling exactly the story that they need to tell. For, for this angle and like I'm enjoying it. I mean, also I'm a I'm a Sasha and a Bailey mark as well. So mm-hmm. I mean, I I, I think they they are the two most over most popular women in the company, you know. And with with exception, obviously, being Becky Lynch, but she's out. But you know, th- those are your two most marketable. Uh, those are your two. Those are your two most market marketable female competitors they have, and and they're both awesome in the ring. They're Right out of mic. I love Heel Bailey. Like she's <laughs> like it's. I I, I I I love it. Even even with the the mom cut, you know. Karen Bailey. Uh, yeah. So I I, <laughs> I I I thoroughly thoroughly am enjoying it. All right, Nick. What about you, sir? I I'd have to agree with the perfect timing part. It seems like WWE has a tendency to do things a little bit too soon with a lot of this shit. And um, 
yeah, I, I thought the timing was great. I think the build's going to be, you know, even better, especially with, like you said, the the whole injury angle. Um, I think it's going to be a while before we see these two square off. So I, I think it's working so far for sure. Z, what do you think they're setting this up for? Do you think this is a Royal Rumble Mania. match? And then uh, I was, I was, that, do you think it's going to be a Royal Rumble match that leads into a rematch at Mania? Or do you think it's just uh, just the final, uh, it, it's, it's going to culminate at Mania right now? Okay. So what I think, what I think they should do, uh, you know, I don't know. They probably won't, but they should draw this out to, so you just had Bailey attack Sasha again. Well, Sasha had like a neck brace on and shit and it was another brutal attack. So now you keep Sasha out to the Royal Rumble. Have her as your 30th entrance. She goes over, wins the women's Royal Rumble, sets up the WrestleMania match between Bailey and Sasha for the revenge because it's totally believable that if you've had your neck crushed between a chair twice, you're going to be out for a little while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, so if she, so if she is there tonight, it's like, okay. Uh, again, with the, you know, I know I'm putting logic into wrestling here, but <clears throat> it is logical to think that if you have your wind pop pipe crushed twice in two weeks that, you know, you might need like four months off or something. I mean, not if you're in a young buck match. <laughs> you only uh, need five true. minutes. <laughs> true. Um, um, but my thought but, process on but the show in the cell, Hell in the Cell is coming up. So, I mean, that that could be the end-all be-all with this feud, too. Oh, that'd be so. stupid. No, no, there's too much money in this. There's too much money in this feud. I, right, so I'm, I'm hoping they draw it out till Mania. I really do, but oh, I'm also oh, saying well, that, Now who's putting you know, logic in wrestling? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't see... see, see what, just, I've done two shows with you guys, and you're already messing me up. <laughs> All right. No, we're waking you up, son. <laughs> no, Shut up. No. No. <laughs> no. Um, I don't even remember what I was, my fucking thought was. No, but that's um, the, her being gone for four months. I don't think she's going to be at any point involved in this match. If I thought she was going to be involved, there's a possibility of, her, of Bailey losing the title and trying to get it back. Um, just to break up the reign and not have it be Sasha versus Bailey for the title right off the bat. But I, I think maybe something, you know, um, a backstage uh, vignette or something that's making it seem like she's there or her showing up on the stage, just looking down just to distract Bailey for a little bit and Bailey still somehow getting the win. Uh, I don't, but I do not think that she's going to be involved, involved into doing something like that. But yes, I agree, Z. If you're trying to make sense, you get your windpipe crushed two weeks in a row. Yes, you should be not wrestling for quite a bit. I agree with that. Um up next is the Raw champion, Raw Women's Championship match. This is going to be this match that's on the kickoff show. Asuka defending against Zelina Vega. We need to know who's the winner, what's the fall type, will the match be over 10 minutes, yes or no, and how many aerial moves. Z, you're kicking this one off. Uh, hold on. Okay. To what? All Zero. right. So I, I have Asuka winning. Mm-hmm. I'm on the Asuka match, right? That's the match. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Asuka, by submission, the match will not be over 10 minutes. There'll be four aerial moves. Okay. Nick? Uh, I've got Vega going over. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't Um, stop laughing enough to get that out. (laughs) 
I've got Asuka by submission. No to over 10 minutes and two aerial moves. Two aerial moves. All right. Uh, well. All right. So I have the obvious selections. Which are? Oh, I, I assumed they're obvious. <laughs> I thought you got to do. <laughs> Asuka submission, not over 10 minutes, two aerial moves. And I'm being like very Ooh. generous with that too. I think, no, Vegas, I think she's going to jump off like the side of the ring or something on the outside of the ring, like from the apron or something at Oscar at least once. I have yeah. three. I couldn't read my writing. Yeah. Did you not just, you didn't put this in on the website? No, I did, but I, I have a printer now. So I printed it out so I don't have to have a laptop and you know what I mean? To like see my picks. Oh, yeah, so everything who on has, my printout, who, yeah, it's the same. Who buys printers now? <laughs> right, yeah, like, oh, my God. <laughs> 2008 is really happy. Nick, are you back in college? <laughs> like, do you need printers? I got a fax machine, too. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you purchase it to just a, hey, I got a printer, or did you purchase it because Callie needed it for some homeschool stuff? For for Callie, so we can print out okay. all of her shit. And, yeah. uh, okay, that, that, that makes sense. Like, okay. You totally just gave him an out. <laughs> That's not the real reason, but he's good. <laughs> That's 100%. Mikey said that. He's like, oh, yeah, that is a great yeah. reason. Yes. <laughs> it's not like he wanted to print out random things just to put up on his wall and stuff. What happened was he got really drunk and made and made a purchase on uh, Facebook Marketplace and bought a, uh, and bought a, and bought a printer from somebody. It's one of those big ones. That means ones you probably got a great toner. deal because, yeah, people have no idea how to price things on Facebook Marketplace. You can get no. things so cheap on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, I paid $20. I got this printer, five years worth of ink, and eight things of paper. Oh, all right. I would have bought that printer too. <laughs> Hell, I'm looking at a fridge right now just because it's $300. I'll give you one for 50 bucks. Is it as nice as my Facebook Marketplace ones though? I don't. I have three of them. Come check them out. Tell me what you want. Why do you have well, so many all fridges? Right. Yeah, I have. I have a real fridge in the kitchen, a garage fridge, and a basement fridge. What What constitutes a real fridge? Yeah, like like As the nicest the fridge. The, ni- the nicest fridge is in the kitchen. The second nicest is in the basement, and the shittiest one is in the garage. Is that better? Also, for fifty bucks, I can <laughs> yeah. have your kitchen fridge. Sweet. For for fifty bucks, you can have the basement fridge or the garage fridge. It's up to you. Seventy five. Get the kitchen one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Kitchen one is wife. not for sale. Your wife will kill you. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I got to come over with those masks later today, anyway. So I'm probably going to stop by. Um, All right, cool. Take your fridge. Yeah, put it in your it. car. It'd be great. <laughs> Uh, I have a next... mini fridge too. Now that <laughs> so do I. I have one of those in my game room. Uh, up next is the Universal Championship match. Oh, I, got, uh, I got skipped over here. <laughs> oh shit, we forgot no, about Smitty. We, we just we just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Smitty. <laughs> yeah, Oscar winning by submission. No match being over ten minutes. Three arrow moves. Oh, I think we may have skipped over me too. Yeah. 
just hate to say that everybody has the same thing. Give, for more I literally last, have right? the exact same. Yeah, I literally have the exact same thing as Smitty. Oscar by submission, no over ten minutes, and three aerial moves. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I feel like uh, that. I mean, that, it, is it like I will say like when I when I first saw, I was I was like, man, like why are they putting Oscar on the pre-show? Then I was like, oh, Shaka was Lena Vega. Okay, I get it. Right. It's not really. <laughs> it's not really a knock on Oscar. It's more. Yeah, of, no, we it's don't just... have anything to do with her, and we know that this match is really predictable. Yeah. This is not the selling point of the Clash of <laughs> no. Champions pay-per-view. I mean, maybe if you're like Zelina Vega's relative, I mean, you're you, you you're pumped to see her. I almost made your joke that Black. I should not have made, so I didn't. No, that wasn't the one I was going to refer to. <laughs> well, now I want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you'll hear it. You'll hear it. Not on air. <laughs> <laughs> There's even some things I won't say. (laughs) Uh, Up next is the Universal Championship match. Roman Reigns uh, with Paul Heyman defending against family member Jay Uso. We need the winner. I need the fall type. I need how many near falls, plus or minus one. Uh, Time before the first Superman punch. And will there be a live Heyman promo during the entrance? Yes or no. Nick, you're kicking this one off. Well, uh, I've got Roman Reigns by pinfall, six near falls, nine minutes before the Superman punch, and no to a Paul Heyman entrance promo. Okay. Uh, Walt. Um, you're, um, oh, wow. Okay. I was looking at the wrong uh, championship there. All right. So I got, I got the big dog winning by pen. Got uh, five near falls. Like I, I don't think he's going to do a Superman punch. But I got six minutes and yes, uh, the the Heyman promo. I don't think he's going to do a Superman punch. Um, a Superman punch on Friday like took Jay Uso completely out of it, like knocked him the fuck out. Yeah. So I have a feeling you're going to see at least one. <sighs> yeah. I but I also understand where you're coming from. What with Roman Reigns kind of being the heel now, yeah. uh, getting away from them pop moves makes a lot of sense. Like during a match, like, well, yeah, I don't know. Been using them, he hasn't, he, well, like, he hasn't really been using Superman Punch since he's been back. They've been having Roman do squash matches. He like waits till half the match is over, comes out, spears somebody, and pins them. That's the, been the mo. The show last up, two times. He's yeah, show up, action. win, leave. Yeah, well, right, That's right. I mean, and, right. So I have a feeling like this match is going to be very, very, uh, uh, you know, jobber worthy for Jack. I, I, I don't think I, I, we'll we'll get into that in just a second. Uh, me, I'm next. Uh, I have Roman Reigns winning by pinfall, four near falls, eight minutes before the first Superman punch. And uh, yes, there will be a live Heyman promo during the entrance. Z. I have uh, Roman Reigns winning by pinfall, one near fall, two minutes before the first Superman punch. And uh, Paul Heyman will do a live promo. Smitty. Mute. Unmute. Got Roman. Then by pinfall, four near falls, six Superman, six minutes before the first Superman punch. Yes, what Heyman uh, promo. All right. So, yeah, let's talk about this match. Um, obviously, what it's doing, we there's a lot of speculation of what this is leading to. 
which so is going why, to WrestleMania next year. Which is why we're probably going to <laughs> WrestleMania next year. Uh, like uh, Walt and I have kind of talked about it a, a little bit. Is like if this is lead, if the two storylines are leading to where it seems they're leading, it's kind of like we went from I'm not going to California for fucking WrestleMania. There's nothing around there. Fuck it, to dude, I gotta go to California for WrestleMania. There, so it there's seems some noise like around there. Yeah, it seems like there's. <laughs> Uh, this is especially with the whole uh, history of Paul Heyman with uh, the family. It seems like that this could be Roman ending up running this feud and ending with the top star in the family, possibly Roman Reigns versus The Rock at WrestleMania uh, for the Universal Championship, which is huge, right? It's you get Rock back after a few years. Rock has already said that if there's anyone that he would come back for, it'd be Roman Reigns, and he would put him over. Um, then he said he didn't want to get in that talk. He's like, because he's like, oh, you give him the win now, and then we'll put, give you the win over Roman. He's like, because oh, it was some sort of, I think it was Instagram or something, but somebody asked him, and that's what he said. He would come back for Roman Reigns. And then, of course, you know, uh, WWE Championship title seems to be leading towards Orton versus Edge at WrestleMania. We were talking a lot about that at the last pay-per-view. So it's very possible Orton goes over on this one. Um, But so with Orton and Edge for the WWE Championship, Roman and Rock versus the Universal Championship, like Walt and I have our marks, who we mark out for. He marks out for Edge. I mark out for Rock, period. Like I've always been a Rock. I'm not apologetic about that at all. Right. Obviously, my number one is Kurt Angle because I'm a, I'm actually intelligent, right? Like I'm not just going. Rock's the best wrestler in the world. <laughs> no, but always emotional connection. Like I was telling everyone earlier, wrestling is an emotional connection, and Rock was the first person that I like. Fuck, like just watching, you know, fucking being all the stuff in throwing the belt off of the bridge and everything. It's wonderful, man. It's fucking wonderful. Anyway, so yeah. Is that something that you think is viable? Is it makes sense? Z will ask you first. Roman running through the family to be the top, the big dog of the Samoan dynasty that has been, had the lineage inside of wrestling. Uh, do you think that it's smart booking to have Roman versus Rock at WrestleMania? Absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, especially the way they're building it right now and they're doing a fantastic job. Uh, because even it like, they're doing a fantastic job because they could easily write the narrative for Roman versus the rock and have actual emotion set into it. Or you could never do that match. And this still makes sense of what they're doing. And mm-hmm. who knows, like maybe tonight after, you know, Jay Uso takes a beating, he now becomes like, you know, part of the Samoan dynasty. That would be cool as shit too. Like that would be a good angle as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of options they could do here. And of course I want to see Roman versus the rock in any light, but again, you put logic and emotion into it and it, it goes from being just a match to becoming a you know, moment in history. So it, it's great. I think it's awesome. Nick, what are your thoughts? And is there a different way you could see them building Roman? Like, let's say The Rock doesn't want to do WrestleMania. Could you see – who else would you see Roman against at possibly WrestleMania? Oh, shit. I'm not, not really giving much thought to that because I – I mean, the way that it's working out to be right now, that is a fucking moneymaker right there. 
I mean, not just at WrestleMania, but everything in between. Um, I can't really say what I what I think would happen if The Rock didn't want to do it. Um, but just this beginning of the storyline alone with, uh, you know, Jey Uso going forward, you know, will we see him versus Jimmy or will we see other members of their family come into the picture, you know, bringing other guys back, maybe not even for matches, but just to build that storyline. That is long-term booking at pretty much its finest. So uh, I think that this is this is the way to go. You want to get more ratings on Fox. You want to you know build this up to be something as big as it has been in the last decade. That's what you do. Well, uh, obviously, I was mentioning how we've been talking about this. Um, <clears throat> do you feel that this is the smartest thing for them to do? It is the most biggest box office draw you can get at WrestleMania. Roman versus The Rock. Um, yeah, because for I this mean, title, yeah, I mean, because you you have it's gonna it's your first WrestleMania post COVID, you know, like where you're where you know this past year's WrestleMania was was slated to be huge. I mean the 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 top match was originally was, you're going to see Goldberg and, and and Roman Reigns this year's Mania, you know. So and we 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 didn't get that, and you know, but because of circumstances beyond anyone's control but yeah i mean i i am i i really i was really pumped when roman returned and and the fact that he's with um that that he's with Heyman and like and how they're going about now like i feel like right now the roman the roman reigns character now is more true to who who joe who joe is you know in real life right you know he's he's not playing the character he's being himself right you know, and and that's he 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 is just a big badass uh, Samoan monster that will wreck you, and he and he'll he'll take any he'll take anybody out that gets in his way, and we're seeing that. And it's and I mean, I've always been a Roman fan. I've been a Roman fan since day one. So the evolution of his character, I'm I'm really I'm really enjoying. I'm digging it, and I hope we do get to that. To get to that rock that rock match at Mania, but also I'm just really happy that Jay is just not hanging out on the sideline doing nothing while uh while his brother's out. You know, he's not getting yeah. he's not getting no he's not getting um uh he's he's not getting Ivar right now. <laughs> you mean Eric? Oh yeah, Eric, yeah, yeah, Eric's one. Yeah, Ivar's <laughs> out, yeah, Eric, yeah. See, yeah, see, there we go. I can't remember the name of the but well, you know, so I'm just I'm I'm happy that he's in a spot and and yeah, he's probably going to get squashed and destroyed his match against Roman tonight. But you know, it doesn't matter. He's he's in he's in the consensus storyline. He's on TV every week. He's been featured in a prominent position. I mean, that's what you want. That's what you want right. to do, and he's getting that opportunity. So I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um. So Roman Reigns had made mention of coming. Looking different tonight, uh, like he someone was like, "I'm not going to wear a shirt or something." Tune in to Clash. Do we actually think Roman Reigns is going to be dressed any differently than he his normal character, Nick? That should have been on the scorecard. Um, yeah, I think so. He'll either be in one of his t-shirts or shirtless. Ooh, <laughs> yeah! Excited for him to be shirtless. It's the best part of the night. Hello, right? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not moving now for the rest of the day. I'm just be what, Smitty? 
Uh, I'll explain it later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next is the WWE Championship match, ambulance match. Drew McIntyre defending against Randy Orton. We need the winner. We need the match time. Move on or top off the top. Move on or off the top of the ambulance. Yes or no? How many unique weapon types? And time before the first RKO attempt. Walt, you're leading this one off. All right. So uh, for the championship match, I I'm going with my gut and saying Drew. Like I like I just and by gut I mean I flipped the I flipped the coin ten times. Uh, so I'm going with Drew. 15 minutes match time. Yes, we move on on off on the top of the uh, ambulance. Three. Unique weapons and time before the first RK, RKO attempt. I have one minute because I think he's going to go for it right right off the bat. Okay. Uh, I'm next. Uh, I get Randy Orton. I think this is the start of that build. Personally, I I think uh, there's been a lot of talk that the reason this isn't an ambulance match is so Drew doesn't have to take a pin and look a little bit weaker from Randy Orton. So Randy Orton to win this. I have 18 minutes for the match time. Yes, there will be a move on or off the top of the ambulance. I think there's going to be five unique weapon types. And uh, three minutes t- is the time I had before the first RKO attempt. Z. I have uh, Randy Orton with a 24-minute match time. Yes to a move off the top. Uh, unique weapon types, I have two. And I think Randy's going to go for it right off rip. So I got one minute. Okay. Uh, Nick, pretty similar numbers. Randy Orton going over uh 16 minute match time, yes, to the ambulance, five weapons, and two minutes until we see an RKO. Uh, Smitty, I have Randy Orton winning 16 minute match time, yes, to move off the ambulance three unique weapon types in three minutes before the first RKO attempt. All right. Uh, Walt, they're going with Drew McIntyre. We were just talking about how we think that it's leading up for Randy Orton versus Edge. Uh, you think Drew's going to win here. When do you think then that they're going to give uh, Randy the belt to eventually run it with until WrestleMania? I, I think not Survivor tonight. Series. I think Survivor okay. Series. That's, I mean, so, I don't think it's Survivor Series. I think they're doing. A, they're going to do the brand, the brand up versus brand thing. Oh, obviously, yeah. They ain't no it's it's on the Yeah, I'm. I mean, I, I'm going with like I'm going with Drew McIntyre just, just because I I like Drew, and okay. and I like seeing him as a champion. Like that's. I mean, that that's my emotional pick. I'm I'm going to be honest with you though. I'm probably going <laughs> to change my pick. No, no. These are the, the these are the final huh. picks. What you pick here is final. Ah, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get another donut. You, you, you might with this pick. <laughs> ah. Here's see, you guys are talking me, talking me, talking me out of it because everything else makes. See, I'm putting logic into stuff. See, this is what this is what this is what I mean. <sighs> well, again, it's your choice, man. We're not. If you get another donut, we just get to really make fun of you. That's two in a row. Yeah, like you said I know. Yeah, AEW was your uh, was your bad one. So if you get a donut here, <laughs> then we get to knock you. 
And it's I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Randy. Oh, switching it to Randy. Are you keeping all the other extras? Yeah, I'm keeping everything else to stay the same. Yeah, but I'll. And that, kids, is how peer pressure works. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I swear, I'm going to be so pissed if Drew McIntyre oh, wins. I've thrown shit at the wall when they do shit like this to me. Like, I fucking knew it. Those fucking assholes talked me out of it. <laughs> I'm not I'm saying be... to change it. I'm just saying the whole you got to think about this. If we are honestly yeah. building to a Randy Orton edge, when do you do it? Right, yeah. Right. It could, and it could happen at a hell in a cell. You know, there could be like Randy could fucking go for an RKO and Drew sidestep and throw him into the ambulance, and then you see the wind. You know what I'm saying? It was, it, it, you know, it could be something bullshit like that. But again, it kind of sets up for a pretty bull. It could have a bullshit ending, the way with the match type. But at the same time, Drew could go for a claymore and Randy move out of the way, and now Drew's in the ambulance. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't make Drew look weak. We got that the ambulance match with Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns, right? Oh yeah, where Roman went for the spear and was sidestepped. You know, it's very possible you can see that exact same finish and not make it look like the person who lost was weak. You know, or and give them some sort of uh, longevity. But I think the smarter move is uh, Randy winning something at Survivor Series. Uh, when's Hell in the Cell uh, next month? Yeah. And then that be the finality of it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Cause they extended the first one because no finisher was hit and it was kind of a weak, uh, quick finish. That's how this thing. And then Randy became number one contender again. So that sets up for this second match. Now Randy wins, but now they have to have a best of and to see who wins the rubber match. And that's your hell in a cell match. You know what I'm saying? So again, it very well could be uh drew winning, but, if Drew wins, why does Randy get another shot? Right. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like, yeah. How, how does he, I mean, yeah, Randy. Yeah. I'm better Randy. win. Yeah. All right. All right. You better, you better win Randy Orton. I know he listens. You watching this motherfucker. <laughs> Up next, the final championship match is the women's tag team championship match. The riot squad taking on the women's tag team champions of Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Uh, I'm going to be leading this one off. We're going to need a winner. Fall type. Who makes the fall? Who takes the fall? And how many legal tags? I have Baszler and Nia Jax retaining this. I have it by submission. I think Shayna Baszler is going to make the fall. I think Liv Morgan is going to take the fall. And the number of legal tags will be five. Z. I fucking hate you. Basler. I literally just picked mine off the Basler, top of my head. Ba- yeah, so did I. Baszler and Jack, submission, Shayna, making fucking live tap with six legal tags, you fucking cocksucker. You got six. <laughs> I had five. I only had five. I know, but it's basically the fucking same thing. I mean, it's kind of a well-written match, Nick. Well, fuck you both, because I have Nia and Shayna. By submission was Shayna making the fall, Liv taking the fall, and seven tags. All right. <laughs> Walt, do you have eight legal tags? 
actually, I do. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but he's playing football again. He didn't know it was going to be quick. He didn't know we are all picking the same shit. Right. <laughs> it's kind of, you know. Well, what you got for the women's tag team match? Um, I'm having an issue. I'm having like technical difficulties right now with my uh, Zoom meeting. So that's fine. But so, but I, I, I have yeah. And to answer your question, yes, I do have eight legal tags. Everything else is the same. <laughs> yeah, there it is. So he has Baszler and Jax by submission. Shayna uh, submitting Liv Morgan with eight tags. I just wanted to get it all out there so poor us and scorecards ain't got shit to say when we whip their ass. Uh, Smitty, please tell me you have nine legal tags. No, he's got uh, four. I'm breaking it. <laughs> I'm breaking the cycle. I got Jan- uh, Badger. Jackson Baszler winning by Nia Jax Penn and Ruby Riot with seven legal tags. Because their whole thing is right now, from what I've been seeing, is they've been trying to one-up each other. And I think the last victory they took, Shana uh, submitted. Whoever it was. Okay. Uh, up next and finally is the match card position. What will be the opening match? What will be the third match? And what will be the fifth match? And what is going to be the match that closes out WWE's Clash of Champions for 2020 in the Thunderdome? Nick, you're leading. Uh, no, Nick, you let. No, I let the Z. You're leading this one off. Yeah. So my opening match is the SmackDown tag match. My okay. third match is the U.S. championship match. My fifth match is the WWE championship match. And then the universal match will be the main event. Okay. That's really early for the WWE championship match. Uh, Nick. I've got the... Um... The Raw Tag Team Championship match opening, um, the U.S. title as your third match, the SmackDown Women's title as your fifth match, and Roman and Us to close the night. All right. Uh, Walt. All right. So I have have a. I have IC match opening, SmackDown third, WWE fifth, Universal main event. SmackDown Women's Championship or SmackDown Tags? Oh, sorry. Tag. SmackDown Tag Champion. Sorry. I didn't didn't specify that. I do apologize. What do you have for the fifth match again? I'm sorry. The WWE title. Okay. And the main event is Universal? Yep. Okay. Uh, I have the Raw Tag Team Championship match opening up the show. Uh, My third match is the IC ladder match. My fifth match is the women's tag team uh, championship match, and the main event is the universal championship match. Uh, Smitty, what you got? I got the IC opening, SmackDown tags at three, SmackDown women's at five, universal main event. All right. Uh, So, guys, Clash of Champions, like we talked about it, uh, making these picks, some of them seemed really simple. Uh, I got to roll my batteries at t- my batteries at two percent, and I got a shit ton of prep to do real quick. I'm about to. Yeah, bye. Bye. I got a shit ton of prep to do because I was an hour late for work today. <laughs> <laughs> How it happens. Um. So yeah, Clash of Champions. We were talking about. It's kind of like an easy uh pick overall 
for the show. Some of these matches seemed super predictable, including the opening match. Um, <clears throat> other ones, you know, it's there's some thought going into it, you know, especially more for other people than some. Where are you hoping this is on the grand scale? Like, we're not expecting a 10, right? Out of, if, out of a scale of 1 to 10, you're not expecting a 10. No one's expecting a 10. I Nick, am. What are you? No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, we'll start with you. Uh, what, are you what are you hoping for that this uh, pay-per-view reaches on, a scale, on your scale? I'm hoping for maybe around a 7, 7.5. And that's in the least. I'm not like, what are you hoping for the most? I'm like, because look, we would all love this to be a fucking 10, right? To blow our fucking minds. It'd be great. But you're just hoping for at least a seven, something that you can get. Hey, at the end of the day, it was a really good pay-per-view. Yeah. Okay. It's not one of well, your big four. So, you know, let's make it a good pay-per-view. Yeah. Well, what are you hoping for? I, I'm, I'm seven. Same. What are you expecting? <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting the six and a half. Oh, well, so not too much. <laughs> uh, um, Steve, what are you hoping for and what are you expecting? Um, I'm expecting it to be about a five and a half, maybe a six. And I mean, I'm hoping it's like a seven or an eight, but, you know, it's probably the latter. Right. <laughs> Uh, I'm the same way. I'm also hoping for a seven, um, but I, I, I don't know, man. With the some of the matches that you have here, obviously there's you have expectations of what's going to happen, but what people could do in the ring could honestly blow your mind. This ladder match, the triple threat ladder match, could be spec fucking tacular to watch, right? Um, the ambulance match could be really fucking good. Uh, let's not make it seem like the tag teams that are fu- are facing off for these tag title matches, uh, for the Raw and SmackDown at least, aren't really good workers in the ring that could put on a solid show. Uh, I, I make, I'm honestly expecting like a 6-5, six, six, but I'm I'm hoping that I could just sit back and go, wow, 7-5, that was a really good pay-per-view. So, yeah, with the, with the matchups, I mean, it has some good potential. Seriously what, good what potential. They, what, they, what they do with it is completely different all the time yeah exactly um all right so i guess that's going to be about it for us uh guys make sure you're tuning in to clash of champions uh later tonight you should do that fill out your own pro wrestling scorecard uh right now go to pro scorecards.com you can fill them out sign up for the digital digital is free you don't even have to pay any money to be a digital person and see what you hold up against the rest of the people who are filling out the digital card. Currently, like uh, earlier, it was a grand total of 123. That was just an hour and a half ago. Now, 139 people. So we've got 16 more people that have filled it out. You can keep it going. Jump it up. Class Champions, it's fun, man. Just go play with it. You know, uh, Worst case scenario, at the end of it, you look at it and you go, that wasn't that fun for me. But it's not just WWE pay-per-views they're doing. Bound for Glory is going to be coming up. Uh, Full gear from AEW is going to be coming up. The NXT takeovers, they also do all the scorecards for. So you guys want to get in on this and just have some fun, man. Fight your friends. Tell, Find out who's better. We're going to find out that Smitty really is just this big old fluke fuck champion. Uh, there's a reason Always. he didn't hold it the entire 2019. 
Always. He's always, it's always a fluke. We just let him have it because we feel bad. We're like McDonald's. We, we hire, you know, special people. Come <laughs> well, on, he's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> oh, I didn't know, I didn't know he, my bad. I didn't know he wasn't here to defend himself. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, he's like Calvin from the Chappelle show when getting real goes wrong. He's like, you wear McDonald's. I'm just working McDonald's. It's fucking shit. <laughs> um, all right, so ladies and gentlemen, that's it for us. Make sure you go to breakingdownthering.com. You can get yourself some merch. You got the Breaking Down the Ring t-shirts. Uh, we have two of our charities that support. the One supports the Trevor Project. The other one that supports the NAACP Legal and Defense Fund. If you go to breakingdownthering.com and you click on the official merch, then click on charities, you'll see those. Get yourself some. Again, 100% of the profits go to the charities that they support. It is the best way that you can help go and push for all of the proper things that you should be pushing for equal rights for everyone defense equally for everyone, making sure that people understand what they're growing up with getting the right headspace because everyone deals with mental stuff and no one should have to worry about that, especially when they're going through a transition or just trying to figure out who the fuck they are. So ladies and gentlemen, breaking down the ring.com. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. We are your ring crew. Konek 19. I'm Walt. I'm Z. <laughs> and me, the almighty one, Mikey himself. Thank you again so much for watching. We are out.